Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Thank you to Mama Philip times five, seeing that weird moms build character. <laughs> Her review reads, I'm such an awkward human, and finding mom friends is like dating. Thanks to this podcast, I have effortlessly found my besties. And the best part, we don't even have to leave the comfort of our homes to hang out. Thank you for helping me start my week out with so many laughs. You two have helped me to see the bright side in so many of my mom fail moments. Hmm. That was we a wonderful you. review. That was a wonderful review. Are you okay? Yes. Ruth just elbowed me in the crotch. Mm. Are they elbows if they're on legs? Need me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your That's host, funny. Meredith Masony. If a dog wore pants, mm. would a dog wear it on just the back too? Or like, I feel like if a dog wore pants, they would be on the back legs and then you'd have to put a shirt on the dog. So I do feel like the front ones are arms. So I did get okay. elbowed, not need. Okay. Just for clarification for anybody who is wondering. Thank you. Okay. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, dog elbows, and everything mm-hmm. in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are going to be talking about a few different things. Um, Apparently now, kids are getting drugs on Snapchat, like literally ordering them up via via the Snapchat and having them delivered to their house, which I didn't know was a thing. I'm like so pissed this stuff wasn't around when I was a kid. I swear to G. Okay, that's not the route we're going to go with that story. Uh, Second second story (laughs) we're going to talk about is um, the Hulu documentary. I don't know if you can call it a documentary or whatever, but they Hulu did a program on the framing of Britney. And it talks about the conservatorship and that whole free Britney movement that's been going Mm -hmm. on. I don't know if Tiffany has seen it yet. I have not seen it, but I thought we could talk a little bit about that. And then our homework would be to watch it if we've not seen it and follow up again next week with just our thoughts. Um, And then a really great story about um, to cat on a zoom chat. Okay, we can talk about the cat I, Zoom look, chat. I was I was trying to find a cat filter for us today. Couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. But, but um, but uh, a, a really a really great story about two gentlemen who are sanitation workers who rescued a kidnapped girl. Oh, yeah, I didn't it was hear about that. It was a great story. So I figured we'd share some good some good vibes on the show. Love it. Okay, cool. Um, so let's get it started. <laughs> Sorry. Today we have Meg from Massachusetts opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so that you can open the show for us. Hey guys, this is Meg from Massachusetts. Um, I have two boys, three and five years old, and um, I completely forgot what I was supposed to say, so I will just say... Love you guys, and I really appreciate what you do. I am a hospice nurse, so I'm in my car a lot, and I listen to you guys' podcasts, and it's kind of uh, a little bit of a escape from my world, and, you know, I appreciate everything that you do, and you make me feel like I'm not alone in this, this mom world. 
So thank you for everything that you do. Love you. Have a great day. Bye. Oh, Meg. To, that has to be such a tough job. I mean, you Ugh. have to have such a big heart to do that job. I can't yep. even, uh, um, I don't even want to think about it because I just, it's such empathetic, empathetic humans to, yeah. to be in um, hospice. So thank you for what you do for families and for individuals who are. Um, I don't know. I think it might be the opposite of empathetic. What do you mean? Like I feel. I feel like you can't ha- be that emotional when you're in that job. I feel like you can absolutely be an empathetic person, but I feel like me being an empath, self-diagnosed, blah, 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 buzzword. Ugh. But um, I could never do it because I would just want to hug the whole family and cry with them and I'd lose sleep and like I'd try, I, like I couldn't do it. So I think you have to have some kind of like strength inside of you to be able to shut it off and be what they need when they need it, which is something that me being such a energy absorbing person could never do. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. So just compassionate, maybe very very strong, courageous, compassionate people doing that work. Yeah. Well, not to change the subject too quickly but here's this is uh for tiffany oh my gosh so just pulled up the the cat lawyer (laughs) for tiffany i are you gonna play it i don't know that we can everybody's already seen it i'll play it it's not the same if you can't see it it's gonna take it's okay it's just so if you've not seen it yet you need to google (sighs) this lawyer who accidentally appears as a cat in 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 his zoom chat there's never been a greater masterpiece in the history of film, television, Zoom, memes than this. You might want to, uh, Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to. Can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, and the, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm here live. I'm, I'm not a cat. Uh, I, can, I can see that. <laughs> um, I think if you click the up arrow next to the... I mean... No. My, mm. listen, I can't handle it. First of all, the eyes, yeah. the shifty eyes in the yeah. beginning, the yeah. shaky voice. The thing that gets me every time is the first, oh, oh. like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. like the panic. Yeah. I can't. It's so funny. And then as if the judge might have been like, Wait a minute, guys. We got there's somebody's cat is on this Zoom. Yeah. We got it. Like he had to clarify that it wasn't a cat. Yeah, it's the it's the greatest thing. I'm not a I cat am. judge. Like, hmm, I'm this lawyer. So happy. There's been some hocus pocus going on. You know what on. I predict? Mm. I predict that people are going to see how popular this got, and they're going to fake it. They're going to fake having filters and stuff. This is just me spewing my thoughts Mm. as they come into my head but every time something like this happens people like 
did you ever see there was this one that went viral it was a guy who like got up from a zoom chat because he thought quote unquote that the cameras were shut off and he was wearing underwear it was like a radio station or something and it went super viral and everybody was so shocked but it turned out to just be like a pr thing i didn't i didn't see that but there i just hope nobody ruins it there have been some there was one that was the woman the woman got up and she thought um she thought that her video call was off and went to the bathroom so you know like she didn't do that per- like she literally sat on the toilet and started to, to urinate and they were like we're yeah. still here. she was they were all screaming oh, we can see you urinating we're still here so copycats <laughs> Melissa says there'll be some copycats. Did um, you see Bethany's comment? Yeah, fluff, fluff butt attorney at law, attorney Attor- at paw, attorney, attorney at, paw. at paw. Sorry, um, but yeah. So the echo is really bad. I don't know if you can help me out or if it's just something I have to live with. This is just your life now. Mm. It's, if your head wasn't hollow, oh, <laughs> it would be echoing about. All right, Two Face. Um, you're an ass (laughs) too soon, too soon, (laughs) too soon. Uh, yeah. So I think there've been plenty of zoom blunders out of all the zoom blunders. This one has been my favorite. Yeah. The eyes when he, when he moves his eyes around, I can't think about it. And then he's like, "Uh, I'm not a cat judge. There was one where there was this actor who was auditioning via Zoom for a role and um, the producer of the film or whatever was like talking crap about his apartment and how it was like small and shitty and he wasn't muted. Oh, did you see that? No, I no. Okay. No. Well, I it can't, was funny. I can't so. laugh with you about that. But Yeah, it sucks. Uh yeah, so do we anybody want to share a uh mom moment? So I thought we were having people do that, but um No, we have to re record the voicemail that's on there. I have to re record the voicemail. Was that supposed to be on my uh, list? Because they they it's still the same message. I can do right. that. I can do that this week so that yeah. next week we get one in. I can re-record the message. I'll put it on my I've list. I've been killing it this week. I saw your Parenting. laundry room. Yeah, your laundry my, room looked great. My thank you. Also, Valentine's on time. Um, oh, for your today, kids' school. Yep. Today I'm making a shirt. I ordered the supplies already. They came for uh, Valentine's for a hundred days of school, dude. Oh, I've never once done it in all the years that. Aubrey's been in school, but this is the year. Mm, that's that great. <laughs> I've never done it myself, nor have any of my children asked me to. I don't know if it's just they're like, she ain't making me a shirt. So they don't even ask. They just know. They just know she ain't making me a shirt. Look, we slept We slept through the alarm this morning. At 7.15, I woke up <gasps> and realized Sophia was still asleep in bed. She should have been on the bus at 6.45. Oh, my goodness. So I screamed at her to get up, screamed at Brian to get up. And then I Those drove the worst mornings. Drove her into school in my jam jams. Mm, kicked her out of worst. the car. She bitch moaned and complained about her mask. 
I'm She's not, probably stressed. I'm not tired. wearing that mask. I said, I don't care what mask you put on. Take your undies off, put them over your face. Just get out of this car. Okay. Get out of this car and get into that school. I'm done. I need to go get some coffee. Yes. <laughs> and she was, so she took my mask and tied the things to make the ear loops smaller. I was like, that's mm. not what I said. Take one of your own masks. And she had three and none of those were good enough. Yeah, Caden's very particular about his mask. So she took my mask and left, and um, that's how I started my day. I'm sorry. But it was you fine. Seem like you're in a good mood. It was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It was just. He's I, here with me today. I just hate waking up late. I just feel like, you know, and I just complained about it yesterday, so I knew it was going to happen. I was like, God, getting up with her at 6 a.m. is just the worst. And then I slept in today. So, do you, yeah. did she get all her stuff ready the night before? No, no uh, we don't. It makes life so much easier. I never do it either, but it makes life <laughs> so much easier. No, I usually wake her up at six, so she has time to shower, clean the guinea pigs. She can't wake herself up. I was just gonna say she she sets an. We both set an alarm. Just most of the time, I'm going in and waking her up. Her alarm will go off, and she doesn't move. And then when I go in, you got to get yeah. one of those. I had one when I was a kid. It was like metal. And there was a thing in between the bells and it went like this back when alarms were real and you put it across the room. So she's got to get her butt up to shut it off. Yeah. But then, but then I have to, but then I'm going to go in there and scream at that sound because she's not going to get up. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's not getting up because she knows that, that we will get her up because she will once a week wake up at 5 a.m. Just because, and clean and play On with the weekends, the, and clean mm-hmm. and play with the guinea pigs, and get breakfast and get everything done, and then the rest of the week she's like, "Oh, I can't wake up. You need to wake me up." It's well, nonsense. I don't do any of her other stuff though. She packs her own lunch, takes care of her, her own crap or whatever. I just go in and say, "Get up." Then yes. I lay back down. Like yeah. I'm not sitting with her. I'm not making her breakfast. It's like you go get your own Lucky Charms. I Make a recording of your voice. <laughs> Get up, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be her new alarm clock. <laughs> All right. So sleeping in was your mom fail. It was, yeah. I mean, we just, if I was just saying to Dave, I was like, this is the dumbest time to wake kids up to, for them to go to school. Like, why is anybody getting on a bus at 645 AM? Yeah. Like, I just find that stupid, but I agree. Imagine how much more productive kids would be if, like, they had time to wake up and chill and then, like, learn. Well, the high school students aren't getting up, which makes sense because they have more nighttime activities. But he doesn't get to his bus until 845. Mm. Brian leaves the house at 745. He rides his bike to school because we're, like, a mile and a half from the school. So I feel like that's a great time. 745 to be walking out the door. Perfect. Like, I can get up at 7. But six? You, no. Write somebody a letter about that. Yeah, I'll write a letter. You, you can't get up at seven. I get up at seven. I lay back down after I've <laughs> done my things, but I get up at seven. Anyway, whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't even care. All Clearly. Right. Clearly. Moving on. Um, so what was our first topic that we were going to talk uh, about? Any, anything you wanted to. Oh, you didn't print. I need my phone. There was like Britney Spears. It's the 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 Snapchat. Oh, the first one. It's the Snapchat thing. I have a story right here. I have it right here. I have it right here. I have it right here. I feel like you've always, I mean, you could 
I'm not surprised. No, I mean, it, what was it before? Craigslist? Yeah. What? AOL Instant Messenger. People right? were getting like, drugs off of Craigslist? Seriously? Not that I know of. What? Get them in anywhere. So this comes out. So I heard. So so he, so this this story comes out because Dr. Laura Berman, who is mm. an own TV host, she's a relationship therapist and a and a best selling author. Um, her son died from yeah. this. Uh, her 16 year old son Samuel died Sunday from an accidental overdose. A drug dealer connected with Samuel through the popular social media app Snapchat and sold him a fatal cocktail of fentanyl-laced Xanax. He overdosed in his room in uh, in Santa Monica, California on Sunday. Um, How old was he? 16. A straight-A student, a junior in high school, a football player, a college hopeful. Sammy had his whole life ahead of him, a life that was tragically cut short by over accident, an accidental overdose. She wrote, My beautiful boy is gone. 16 years old, sheltering at home, a drug dealer connected with him on Snapchat and gave him fentanyl-laced Xanax or Percocet, a toxicology report will verify, and he overdosed in his room. They do this because it hooks people even more and it's good for business, but it causes overdose and kids don't know what they're taking. So... She, you know, she wrote this obviously as, as a way to let parents know, like, Hey, even if, even though you think your kid is home safe right now or not out because of what's going on, or they're not in school, they're still able to get drugs using social media apps, which I don't know why I didn't even think of this clearly as somebody who's on social media, I should have thought of this. I have teenagers, but I didn't, I didn't even think about them getting drugs over an app like that. Well, I don't understand. Was it a random drug dealer who stumbled upon him? Was it one of his friends? It didn't say in the article. It just said that he connected through mess. They found messages on his phone on the Snapchat app and the dr- and the drugs were delivered right to the house. So it had to be somebody local that was there that they somehow knew each other. Yeah, and- I mean, it, it could be via text. It could be via anything, any anywhere yeah. that you can communicate with someone else. That someone's going to try to sell you something. Well, what's yeah, fentanyl? Like fentanyl is a highly deadly drug. Like there have been cops who have been searching cars and gotten tr- a trace of it on their hands and went into like seizures and had to go to the hospital. Like it's highly, highly potent. And that's so many people are dying because nowadays they're cutting stuff with fentanyl. Like, and, Cutting it means like mixing it with. I didn't know because I've been out of the drug game for a while. I didn't know that you could put fentanyl into Xanax. Like I'm because it's a it's a pill that's already formed from the pharmacy. So I didn't realize you could do that. I thought fentanyl was more so being distributed via like drugs that are loose. Like, well, I don't want to go into cocaine or something, cocaine or heroin. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even really understand what it is or what it's used for in the medical industry. Is it a painkiller? It's a painkiller. Fentanyl is? Yeah, it's a a painkiller. Oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't around really when I was using, um, thankfully, because when you're like desperate and stuff, you don't really question it. You don't really care. You just want to feel better. But it's, it's it's a synthetic opioid. It's 80 to 100 times stronger than morphine. Well, what the hell are they using that for then? 
it's addictive. It's very addictive. Oh my gosh. And you um, don't, if you don't know it's there and you, you assume it's not right. And you <clears throat> OD on the fentanyl that's in whatever you're having or taking. So they have to reform the pill. Somebody is saying it's odorless and tasteless. So if you take it, you don't even know that you've like, if it's, you take it because it's laced with something, you don't even know that you've taken it. Oh yeah. Or, it's too late. By according the to the DEA, tiny doses of fentanyl, as little as the size of two grains of salt can be fatal. Yeah. Holy crap. As a result of the ongoing pandemic, Sammy struggled with boredom and being cooped up at home. He wanted to experiment. His parents revealed that he discovered a colorful menu of pills on a Snapchat posted by a man promising to deliver drugs to the house. He went ahead and ordered what he thought was something safe to use. With literally the click of a button, Sammy was able to find drugs, connect with the dealer, and had them delivered to his home. In a quote-unquote snap, what he thought was harmless became his demise so what it so so yeah i mean what so it's a warning for parents to be aware which is awesome do you think that parents are going to act on it do you think parents are going to start well, taking their kids stuff more i am going to um ask matthias to take a look at his old phone on the old snapchat the problem with snapchat is doesn't it go away i don't have snapchat but like, don't these messages go away yeah, after they disappear. the fact? They disappear. Isn't that what's the allure of this? The videos do. The videos <clears throat> do. You could always screen record. <clears throat> yeah. So I think. I don't think the messages go away. I think I'm going to ask him. I'm just going to sit down and have a very open conversation with him about the Snapchat and ask I, if there I, have been messages about drugs or anything like that, or if he's seeing any of those things or if he has any questions. I think I'm just going to sit him down and ask that. That's a great idea. I feel like this kid had to have been connected somehow with this guy because you don't, I, I can't imagine someone openly advertising drugs. Right. A. And then B, I can't imagine a kid who has straight A's, is amazing at football, college bound, stumbling upon a post like that and being like, this sounds like a good idea. Now, if it's a trusted friend, it's a different story. I mean, you're more likely to invite that person to know where you live and to be willing to risk exchanging money. And obviously I'm in no way trying to victim blame or anything, but I'm just trying to make sense of it. Like, cause it, it sounds as if he stumbled upon a post by a random man. Well, it's, it just says that the, the parents say that they, they saw the menu. There was a, uh, like a meme of a menu of colorful pills stating I can, I can deliver these. So I don't know I don't know enough about Snapchat to understand where that is posted or, or where you find that or right. how you see it. But they're saying that they're and mm. then they connected that with the username to the messages from the drug the drug dealer. So is the dealer like being charged with anything? I know they're trying to crack down on it. Does it say anything about um, that? There have been drug dealers charged with homicide for selling someone drugs that kill them. My a friend of mine was charged with homicide. I think it's reckless homicide or something. He ended up dying, but um 
So Snapchat responded to the news of Sammy's death, issued a statement to the press saying they are committed to working with local law enforcement agencies to help solve this case. The company also stated they have a zero tolerance for using Snapchat to buy or sell illegal drugs or other illegal activities, and they have no higher priority than keeping the Snapchat community safe. As to exactly what they were doing to make this happen, your guess is as good as ours. It's a tragedy, and um, it does need to be dealt with. So bottom Mm -hmm. line, parents talk to your kids, know what apps they're using. Um, One thing we do, we require our kids to request an app before it can be downloaded to their phone. So we have to give permission. Apparently the producer is in a meeting right now and he's not paying attention. (laughs) I'm sorry. Are we interrupting? I I think we're interrupting his meeting at the moment. Um, But yeah, so that is, that's what I know that we do. One of the steps that we do as parents is say, you have to request an app. I then have to check to see what the app is and then verify acceptance of it. But like, Mm. um, Matias has Instagram and I know he has Snapchat. Um, so do you have the passwords? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can not something parents do. Yeah. I can look at his phone anytime I want that. I just say, give it to me and we go in and we can look through it. Like we don't have fights over that. Um, I will probably have fights with Sophia. (laughs) Uh, she, you know, but she also doesn't have any social media right now. Um, I don't allow her to have the TikTok or any of that. And Matias, I, I allowed TikTok and he actually took it off his phone because he said, I don't get, I get too distracted by it. So he that. deleted it. But, um, oh, well, I'm sending this doctor. Doctor, is she a doctor? Uh, Berman. I'm sending her a lot of love. It's so sad. And I think yeah. it's great that she's using her relationship therapist. The so if she's a therapist, I would say, yes, she's a doctor. Hmm. You know, yes, it, it, doctor uh, Berman. The, the the kids. There's no single demographic of kid that that experiments or or you know. There's those that have had the rough upbringing that that find their way into things. There are those that have that things they they feel pressure for things that that experiment. There are those that are bored. I mean, there's every peer pressure. There's you know so many kids that because they're friends with someone that you, you think when you're a kid and, and you have a friend, you've been friends with them since they were five or six or whatever. Right. And now you're both 15, 16, 17. And, you know, you may not be interested in anything like that. And, and, and they, for whatever reason are, and, and you're not going to ignore them you, and you end up getting involved. So mm-hmm. there, there are lots of, I saw when I worked in the school, lots of kids and you can tell. You can, you can tell when it, when, when it starts. We should do an episode on, on internet, internet safety and different things that parents can use to watch the kid, their kids, internet phone activities and social media things. I'm going to do some okay. research on that and just, if, just like a tips and tricks kind of thing, you know, cause there are apps out there that you can install on your kids' phones that can track. Um, and of course then it gets into like, Oh, your kid doesn't have an, and it's like, any privacy and it's like no they don't get privacy right now (laughs) right they don't get privacy for certain things especially the internet when you think about how crazy it is out on the internet like no you don't get privacy when it comes to those things we get to we get to be in your business so to speak about that um and that's my opinion right you don't have to share that opinion but if you do share my opinion um 
then I think we can give some tips and tricks for people for different apps they could use, even explaining how we do the whole requesting an app thing and other things like that. Cause like even Matias has to request in yeah. order to get it on his phone. Like even though he's it's in high idea. school, it's a requirement. So, I mean, if you're paying for the damn phone. Yeah. And it's a friggin pain through the damn nose. Yeah. Phones are so expensive. Parental phone service. Mold. Stupid. All right. Moving on. Um, let me pull up this Brittany. Article I'm hot. I, I got to take my sweater off. Yes, you while you are. pull that up, can I also pee or no? Is that? I mean, it's you. You know, you do you. you I it's, went before it's the your show, life. but I, it's I your have life. to go again. Clearly, you start talking about Britney Spears while I'm gone because I don't. I I don't know anything about this documentary, but I have something pulled up. Okay. All right. I love you, and we'll take a commercial break. Thanks. Okay. That's my bladder. <laughs> not what's happening. <laughs> All right, so um, there's a there's this uh, one hour special. I don't know if we're calling it a documentary, but this it's called Framing Britney, and it is a no. They are calling it a documentary. I was correct. The documentary Framing Britney Spears, the newest installment of the New York Times Presents series for FX and Hulu, is an hour long deep dive into the history of the pop icon's rise to fame and fortune and her almost immediate media implosion. It particularly focus its particular focus is on the free Britney movement an increasingly urgent call among Spears fans and now her peers for the court to release Britney from the legal conservatorship that gives her father, Jamie Spears, immense control over her career, her estate, her relationships, and her health. Um, and so the thing is, I know we've talked about the Free Britney movement here on the podcast because I didn't know it existed, but Tiffany brought it up because there was those, what was it, Instagram stories or where she was doing the like, if you're, if you're, if you're being trapped, wear the yellow shirt thing or do the whatever. And she was putting out these videos. I didn't know yeah. any of this until you had brought it up. So then I had kind of poked around and was like, what the heck? is going on yeah. with Britney Spears because if you are my age Britney Spears was at Disney for our grad night it's something that a lot of <laughs> kids in Florida high schools have Britney Spears was a performer at grad night okay and it was Britney Spears just prior to being a massive star oh really yep she was she was this was pre Britney Spears total like iconic Britney Spears, 1999. Okay. And then it was like, boom, there she is. Um, massive in the, in the two thousands. And it was prior to the whole, like marrying her backup dancer and having kids and shaving her head and going, you know, in like, just, just the whole Which paparazzi all makes so much sense now. explosion. Okay. So, and then she, and then she kind of like fell out of public view for how long how many years I, i'm not, not sure it, it feels like it was at least a decade you didn't hear anything from her about her she made some music and did some different things and she had that vegas show i think right didn't she do a? she had a show on vegas i, I think don't know so. but yeah anyway so i find this interesting for a couple of reasons i don't think any person can become 
that kind of famous and have any normalcy. I've said it on this podcast. Mm. I've said it on lives. I've talked about it. I don't think you can have normal thoughts, normal, a normal life, any type of regularity to your life when you're, you're a one name, right? Everybody knows Britney bitch, right? Like you don't, yeah. you say that you say the name Britney and that's all you say. You know who people are. You're talking about Britney Spears. You don't have to say her right. last name. It's like Oprah. It's like Elvis. It's like Prince. It's like, um, tiger. It's like, you know, Michael, whether you're talking about friggin' Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson, right? Like, you know, like when you're t- in the content, in the context, yes. you know who you're talking about. It is one word. It is one share. Okay. I can go on and on. Right. But out Clearly. of the people that I just listed, how many of them have had massive scandals, massive falls from grace are either dead or were, um, you know, had something happen to them that just shattered their world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, I think I think every single per- well outside of Oprah, I think is well. The only here's one. the thing: everybody thinks fame and fortune sounds great until you have it, and until your normal life is slowly stripped away from you. And I can't imagine having everybody on the planet know my name, and everybody wants something from me, and not knowing who to trust and who's real, and having so many yes men around me. Like I. I can't imagine it. And so um, I'm confused about the documentary. Who made it? Like, was Britney in on it? The documentary was a presentation between Hulu and FX, the New York Times. It was called the New York Times Presents series. And it basically talks about um, over the past several years, there have been, been a few of these major reconsiderations of women who were once widely portrayed as irredeemable disasters, messes, villains, laughing stocks. And they wanted to bring to light what's actually happened to these women and how, and the people in their lives that brought them to this place and how they got framed basically into this. Like it wasn't like they're basically saying, did Britney Spears ruin her own life? Or was this a concerted effort by, by other people that ended right. up ruining her. And I think to your point of what you just said, like when when you have no frame of reference for what's normal anymore, how how do you how do you suppose you be a normal person? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't. So to me, I like I think we should watch this and circle back and have a conversation about it and our listeners can watch it and circle if you're interested. If you have no interest in this, that's, that's fine. I've, I, it's, it interests me because on a, in terms of like a social experiment, so to speak, like this is somebody who's, I think I'm, I'm older than her or maybe we're the same age. I don't know. Um, but watching this woman go from a teenager to now somebody who's relatively my age with two kids and has lived this life and is still sort of locked up in this weird situation. I find it interesting yeah. socially. So I'd like to, I'd like to um, watch it. And then I figure we can have another part of a conversation about it and, you know, okay. See. I'm down. Do you have any like serial killer documentary homework for me? Or? Um, did you watch the Netflix, the night stalker? 
No. Oh. I've heard a lot about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I've okay. watched a bunch of documentaries on the Night Stalker, but not specifically the Netflix one. So watch that. Um, okay. I couldn't sleep for about three or four days. Bushes. Really? Bushes. Uh, Matthias, Matthias watched it with us, mm-hmm. and I was getting the house locked up, and I, I hear him locking windows and <laughs> going around <laughs> and closing down the house. No joke. That man. <laughs> he wanted to... Uh, he he was like, "Can I sleep in your room?" I was like, "No, get out of here." That well, man. Do you watch a lot evil. of crime documentaries? Yeah, I mean, I will sit down, and he's for he he listens to crime junkies, and we'll listen to some of those other podcasts that deal with it. And so he asked me the other day, um, "Will you you want to watch the Night Stalker?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess we could watch it." And uh, I was scared to death. Really? He, this man is so evil. He's dead now, but this man was so evil. And it was just his, his crimes and who he chose were so random. I think that's what made it so scary. It was like, right. nobody's safe. I'm just going to come into your house at night and butcher you. And I was like, oh, my God. So for right. like three, four days, I couldn't sleep. Could really? not sleep. It, yeah. So if you want an intense one, watch that one. All right. Because I did. I watched all the Ted Bundy ones and I watched um, uh, the other one. Ted Bundy was the one who, who was the college women, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched. So I've, I've watched. I'm not trying to be like watching serial killer true crime documentaries has become like trendy now. And so it feels dumb talking about it, but I've been really interested in those kinds of things for many years now, just because of human psychology and stuff like that. I've seen pretty much every single one ever made in the history of life. And so I feel like it would take a lot to rattle me. This one, this one, I finished it. And then I was like, I'm going to pray now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dear lord please um okay. don't let any evil like this exist anyway like that's how evil this man was this man wow. was straight up evil and i it was scary i was scared watching it um cool. check it out so it was it was an it was an intense one but like i i watch um, cause I was always a big Dateline NBC fan and like 2020 and everything. And so I've always watched those documentaries after the fact that Dateline would do like Lacey Peterson and, um, you know, or Scott Peterson, you know, and whatever. I've always watched all of those. Um, and I watched a lot of like 48 hours or the next mm-hmm. 48 hours, you know, because they always say if you're going to solve a crime, it's within 48 hours of the crime happening. First 48. And that was the thing about the Night Stalker. This guy was on this crime spree that they counted, right? Because they believe he committed crimes prior to when they started looking at him for these specific crimes. It was like a hundred. Don't, don't get, don't, no spoilers. Okay. All right. All right. All, all right. right. Don't, so you can watch that one too, but um, scary. Scary, 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 scary. So was it scary or scary? It okay. was so scary. My homework is to watch a Britney Spears documentary. Mm-hmm. And is snacks or anything involved? Like, I just want to make sure I understand the assignment. You can, you can snack. You can In case snack my husband too. asks. You sh- snacking for sure. Uh, okay. Actually, speaking of which, it, it just popped up. Did you order your five costumes you were supposed to order after last week's episode. Okay, we said that that was a stupid idea on the show. 
Oh, uh, you wanted me to dress up as uh, Quasimodo. <laughs> well. No, I didn't. I forgot. Because it wasn't a real thing. Nobody because it's Valentine week. Yeah, it's we've okay, Valentine's Day isn't real and whatever. Okay, my husband and I's anniversary is the day after Valentine's Day, the fifteenth. Oh, mm-hmm. happy anniversary it's on President's Day. Yeah, <laughs> President's Day <laughs> sucks. Yes. What a romantic day you picked. Yeah, whose idea was that? Yeah. So, what are you guys gonna do for your anniversary? Nothing. Okay. I just, I always every year secretly hope that he has like an extravagant trip planned. And it's usually just me sitting around like bummed out that he didn't do anything. So why don't you Um, just instead tell him that you'd like to do something for your anniversary and then plan it and then actually do the thing instead of hoping and wishing. Should I have to tell him though? Yeah. Because he won't know. He's my, no, I can't even complain. He's literally flipped his script completely. I have no complaints. He's incredible. He really is. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Like I was thinking about it the other night. He was having trouble breathing in his sleep and I thought he might die. And I was like, I'd be really sad if he died. That's good. Um, why was he having trouble breathing when he was sleeping? He was he not wearing his, was he not wearing his CPAP? No, he, the doctor told him he doesn't have it. And like he took a test, you know, the at home sleep test he took it. The doctor said he didn't have it. And, um, (laughs) Which is not true because I sleep with him every night and I hear him stop breathing for 13 seconds at a time. Like, anyway, so. Hmm. But, but I was having this trail of thought like, wow, man, he's so good. I love him. That's kind of like when Meredith looked at me and said, I'm tired of your surgery. Be done now. (laughs) You're recovered. You're done. I gave you until Monday. That was, that was. 72 hours right i couldn't even solve a crime in that time to do with what we were talking about so i feel like maybe dave this is something that you're wanting to get on (laughs) no your comment was hmm i'd miss him if he was gone and hers is i'm tired of you being injured oh but it wasn't it was because it makes her sad or because she's tired of dealing she was tired of dealing with it not sad What, what what do you want from me Maybe some compassion. A little bit. I gave him compassion Friday, Saturday. 48 hours of it. The first 48? The first 48. first 48. First of all, first of all, we want to go there. Let's go. I was a delight. I was a delightful nurse for you. I took care of you. I got you absolutely everything that you needed. Anytime you asked for something, food, beverage, ice pack, walked you to the bathroom, I did all of the things. I didn't complain. I took care of everything with the kids, everything with the house, everything with every extracurricular, everything. Was it your knee? Yeah. Yeah, he had knee surgery on Friday. Mm. And so I took care of all the things. You've not you've not been cooking. You've you don't ever clean. So I've been taking care of all of the things. True. Dave. I, you were great for the first 48 and then you looked at me and said, "I'm done." Stop it. I'm so tired. I am tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm so, saying is that I, 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 I only have so much compassion and empathy. It's usually spent after 48 hours. That's all I have. How are you feeling, Dave? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for, for asking. You know I, what? I, Do you guys the, want to the, start your own podcast? The first 48 hours of my recovery were, were very, really set me on a great path. <laughs> And I'm, I'm progressing nicely. So thank you for asking. 
I think that Dave, you and I both know that Meredith's words don't always reflect how she feels inside. Right. Sometimes she has trouble expressing mm. her positive emotions. What? That's the conversation. I'm the conver- Zoom guy from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an asshole. I'm actually a nice person inside. Well, I mean, that's what came up filter. in the last episode, right? When she sent me the texts, right? She didn't know how to say the words of trying to be nice. They just came mm-hmm. out not nice. But she's very compassionate and very loving, and I'm very, very lucky and fortunate. And I cannot wait to spend another Valentine's Day with my bae. She loves it when I call her that. Ew. (laughs) Okay, so Dave, what I hear you saying is that every now and then you just want to be cared for. Just a little bit. And it would mean a lot to you if Meredith could not make your injuries about her. (laughs) Is that I, I spent three days before my surgery making sure that everything was set up so that she didn't have to worry because I know she was stressed. She stresses a lot. What? You all, let, me, let me not say Excuse you all do. Excuse me. Were you going to say you no, all do? Because no, I, I am not. Fight you. I am not. Yeah. Retract it. Back that sentence up. Some people tend to <laughs> focus on what the worst outcome could always be Ooh, versus... Me. Just working through what's in front of them. That is, though, for a second, Dave. Think about how exhausting it has to be for those of us who literally only think about the worst outcome for every situation in their life. Okay, I hear you, but in Dave's defense, he, as somebody who doesn't do that, probably has trouble comprehending why we continue to do that if Mm -hmm. it's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm Right. Which I understand. And that's why we can't use it as an excuse. We can't use it as a crutch. We have to continually work on improving that area of our life instead of using it as a shield to defend ourselves from the truth. That was deep. Wow. I just... Sorry. Ther- therapy <laughs> Thursdays with Tiffany Jenkins. I need... I you know what? I'm, Phil, we need background music. Yeah. For Tiffany points. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what we need. It's, we need like, it's like the more you know, the more you know. I'm just saying people aren't going to have empathy for us or be willing to help us if we're not. No, I, I think what you said, it's not about not having empathy. It's about not being able to understand that. Right. I, I, I can't to be a fathom willingness that. To understand I can't it fathom you're not, that. You're not going to want to be willing to understand it if somebody isn't. I do this with my husband all the time. He didn't understand it. And I would always just be like, this is how I am. Sorry, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you really love me or not? And, uh, and then I realized. <laughs> did you say take it or leave it? Or do you say, this is how I am? Tioli. Tioli. <laughs> it was that one. <laughs> you guys ruin every moment. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a serious conversation in our house. Yeah. In the middle of it, she'll crack a joke. Because I, I can't handle it. I can't. I understand. I can't handle it. I understand it. that. So yeah, no, you're right. You guys are right. I I did my I did my best, but then I I continued to get just overwhelmed with work and the kids. And believe me, every How's time. How's Dave when you're injured? I'm not. I'm genuinely asking. Um, he Dave is good at attending to what I need, but he doesn't take care of any of the other things. Mm. So like the house is in disrepair. No laundry gets done. Nothing gets cleaned. And so... He doesn't see that as a priority. No, no it's not a priority. No, she's my priority. And I leave that stuff to the kids. And 
And we know how that goes. And then it doesn't get done. And then I'm, you know, like in the middle of recovering from something and I'm crawling to the laundry room to yeah. get the laundry done. And then I'm just cursing in my head because it's like, couldn't do a fucking load of laundry, you know, and then it's a fight. So Maybe you guys should just, just stop it getting injured. I think that is the solution. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The problem is the older we get, the more mm. shit breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, just, stuff is just falling off. It's like, oh, yeah, damn. Man. That's I feel, my neck's been sore this whole time and I haven't done physical exercise in probably three years. So there's no excuse <laughs> for it. It's because I slept. Wrong. <laughs> uh, no, but it's true. It's true. You guys are, you guys are right. <clears throat> no, I'm I, trying. not you guys. I'm not, I don't have an opinion. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm, I'm neutral. Mm. Spits We're not getting up. I'm not taking Dave's side. I'm just, I'm in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. What was the last thing that we were going to talk about, or did? Oh, it, it, it is de- it is a, the sanitation a, workers. Yeah, it's a good story. Let me pull that up. I have it. Yeah, right let's here. end it on a high note. I have it right here. What was that face? What? High high note. I I used to love ending stuff on high notes, even though, but that's what I was thinking. I don't uh-huh. do that. Okay. I don't do that. Oh, was it a a drug joke? <laughs> I missed it. It was supposed to be. Okay. I missed it. All right. Amanda. I'm like Meredith. Serious convo. Husband. This is nuts. You. (laughs) You said nuts. (laughs) Every time. A 10-year-old Louisiana girl who was abducted over the weekend was found safe after two sanitation workers spotted the suspected kidnapper's vehicle. The girl had gone missing on Sunday afternoon from a family member's home in New Iberia, around 20 miles southeast of Lafayette. New Iberia police issued an Amber Alert... issued an Amber Alert for her and an arrest warrant for her alleged abductor, uh, who police identified as Michael Surreal. Surreal. Authorities said Surreal was last seen driving a silver Nissan Altima. Dion Merrick and Brandon Ann Antony, who work for Pelican Waste and Debris, said they had just started their route on Monday morning when they noticed a silver Nissan parked in the middle of a field in St. Martin Parish. Merrick said he immediately recognized the car from the Amber Alert. I told the guy who rides with me, that's the car. I pulled forward and backed up to block the entrance to the field, called 911, and we waited. Merrick said the driver of the vehicle opened the door and Antony recognized him as the suspect from the Amber Alert. They relayed all of this information to the 911 dispatcher and police were at the scene in under a minute. Merrick detailed St. Martin Parish deputies' arrival in a Facebook Live video that garnered over 2 million views. Um, The man was arrested, and the girl was um, recovered safely. He has been transferred to the new Iberia department, charged with aggravated kidnapping and failure to register as a sex offender. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, He, a spokesperson, Spokeswoman for the police department said Sural is an acquaintance of one of the girl's family members. It was not immediately clear. Um, oh, the guy, whatever. He was talking about the guy who got arrested. Where was the girl at the time? In the car. In the car. Yeah. Why were they in the middle? Well, never mind. Yep. I don't want to know. Yep. Merrick, wow. a 39-year-old father and U.S. Navy veteran, started working for Peloton Waste less than three months ago. He said he didn't think twice about helping the little girl. I didn't want anything to happen to her. We're all from the same town. We're a big community. It might be a small town, but we're a close-knit community, so I had to do something for her. 
I love this story. So it was just this great story. I mean, to notice the car, to be like, whoa, this is weird. It's in a field. We need to call this in. Even if there's nobody in the car, then maybe they can, you know, figure this out. Imagine though, if it wasn't in a field and it was just like in a driveway or on the side of the road, like you wouldn't think twice. Right. Drive right by. Yeah, I never, I, you, know, you know, we got to pay attention to those Amber Alerts. When I, I was just, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I wonder how many of these, because in Florida, we, I mean, you drive down the interstate, you see 20 silver alerts, right? I yeah. mean, they have the Amber Alerts and the silver alerts. And I wonder how, what the rate is, how effective they are. I, you know, I mean, every time I, one comes through my phone, I, I, I look at it and I try to pay attention to the car. You know, if they give you a car or a description or whatever. Because It'd be it's so serious. cool if they could send pics. You ever see the movie The Circle? No. So it's about a social media When did you company. watch that? Uh, years ago. It's with, uh, I think Tom Hanks is in it. So it's, it's basically, it's a social media company. And their whole thing is that they want to in, be involved in everything in your life. And they come up with this way that you can find anyone in the world and it's based on getting video or pictures from anyone every anywhere that everyone's phones and everything are connected so if if you're taking a picture of something and and the car that's being looked for is in the background like it would get flagged and then the, they you know or they would recognize faces so basically what it came down to was that no one had any privacy anywhere at yeah. any time. Um, it just, the, the Amber Alert kind of, when you said that with the picture, made me think of that. Yeah. Well, we're on our way to that. Yeah. So I think it's... Um, the circle. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a great story to share. Are they getting like awards? What are we doing for them? I don't know. I don't know. They said that um, at Pelican Waste, we strive that. for a family atmosphere and try to emanate that that to our workers we are super proud of the genuine efforts by these valued employees now and always a spokesperson said this was an exceptional did they say thing. at peloton waste we're all about family like did they really make it that was like, their comment <laughs> that was they their had comment. okay i mean good for you i guess i don't know why that rubbed me the wrong way yeah kind of they're like jumping trying to on take the, some of the yeah, credit yeah Look, no, it was these guys. They did. They were paying attention. They were on it. They were. They were. Yeah. And they stayed and they were there. And it was, it was just a really heartwarming That's incredible. story. Good Cause that them. is, I can't, you know, I don't like they watching movies where somebody gets, where a kid gets kidnapped. Nope. I don't like, I can't handle that. I can't do just it. Just the thought. I can't do it. So way to go. Yeah. Uh, these guys completely changed that entire family and that girl's life. And, and it's it, wonderful. I feel like it's going to, Ooh, I just got goosebumps. Sorry to interrupt you. My, I feel like it's going to inspire a lot of people to pay closer attention to the Amber alerts. You know what I mean? Like this story talking about it because you always hear about it, but then it's like, does anybody ever, you know, once in a blue moon, somebody will call in as a result of the Amber. I mean, maybe it's more, I don't know, but I know that when I get an Amber alert and I see it's in another town, I just put my phone back down and go back to what I was doing. I'm also never outside of the house, but. Well, I just think that's, that that's a reminder to everybody to pay attention to those alerts. It's a, you know, it's serious. And, uh, if you know, cause you never know, you could be driving through a grocery store parking lot and, and see a car with a make and model. Cause a lot of times they will give a, uh, plate number too. Yeah. So pay attention. It's just another wow. way to pay attention. Cause the guy is right. We're uh, a small, you know, everybody's community. Everybody has a community. So keep your eyes open Jesus in your community. Criminy. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. Did My husband just creeped. He's wearing all black and he just whipped his head <laughs> in the window in the office, but I didn't hear his truck pull up. I didn't hear the garage door open. I didn't hear anything. And we're talking about abductors. Okay. And not that I'm a hot commodity, but I thought my life was coming to an end right here. And criminy was the word you went with after all the guff you've given me about the, the language I use. And you went with criminy. I didn't want to say C-H-R-I-S-T because we'd get emails. Well, yeah, that the poor Lord's name in vain, but yeah. yeah. So in nearly seven in every 10 Amber Alert cases, children are successfully reunited. Oh, that's wow. Cool. With just over 17% of them, a direct result of the Amber Alert. So, so just under 20%, it works. That's impressive. Yeah, that's, that's about good to know. how much I thought it was. I mean, out of all the percentages, I feel like it's not a huge high percent. I mean, it's better than 0%, but yeah, it could be more if we all paid closer attention. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Is that thunder? It was a truck that drove by. I got scared. (laughs) You love to talk about the weather, so it was like your dream. You're like, thunder? It rained terribly on Tuesday. We had a terrible Mm, storm. I love the rain. But I had to drive somewhere, and then I couldn't because I won't drive in the rain. Same. I don't like the rain that time. Yeah. So join us next week mm-hmm. for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents hosted by two struggling moms who have, who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. See we you love guys you. next time. Bye.